0: of life is that everyone, every day you wake up, you are closer to death.
1: Episode two of our podcast, the audio version. And I'm sitting in the presence of an individual where I'm quite excited about this discussion. In front of me, we have an author, the author of the book called After Hardship Comes Ease. And today, really, I want to sit down and conversate about his journey, navigating through life, especially in Birmingham, some of the challenges he faced, the decision making and what really led him up to today. But before he introduces himself, I mean, he he took us on a tour of this wonderful building and we're gonna touch on this building um, at some point as well because it's well put together and this will form part of our discussion. So for those who may not know who you are, tonight Sam, describe yourself.
0: Thank you for having me. Um, I'm an author, urban youth specialist, reformed offender, and a Muslim. Okay, these are the four things that tend to stand out. Stand out. Yeah, but there's more to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what?
1: We'll, 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 and we'll definitely get into it um, during this discussion. And, and as I've said to you um, over the phone, through you know our conversations, Jay and myself try not to make it an interview. Because it's more of a Open dialogue of equals yeah, And we have a discussion about the journey But before we Start into the journey I was introduced to you In 2011 When I was going through While well, the family was going through a difficult time and Went for a bereavement So rest in peace Elijah Watson um, And when A close family friend said Look I've got somebody here help the family get through this and um, it was the first time we were having to deal with arranging, making arrangements for um, a Muslim funeral. So I want to thank you for that time that you came down and really the compassion that you showed and the direction that you helped us in terms of our decision-making and how to plan I don't know if you remember there was some changes on on the day. Yeah. And I you know, there was a lot of phone calls. I didn't understand what was going on, but you spoke to me and reassured me that look, everything's gonna be alright, I'm gonna sort it out, I'll explain to you why. And so I wanna thank you. No worries, man, for thank that you. period. So to kick start this discussion, let's talk about the early days. What what was childhood like
0: for you. Mm. I get I get asked a lot what what childhood was like and upon reflection to me it was it was fine I don't like I didn't know, I didn't know anything different in it so you know I grew up in um, as the eldest uh, in a home with four siblings well there's there's four of us there's three siblings my mom. Um, my, my father was there up until I was about six and then we moved from Nichols to Winston Green and then it was like the five of us, and you know, along with along with um, the family Grandmother, you know, regularly see my grandmother My aunties lived in an area where the kids, we all played out Every day, we all played out, you know, so To me, childhood was good, it was fun um, There was Upon reflection and hindsight I can see I can remember You know Seeing certain deviant stuff Within the community But kind of never knew no better So Just rolled with the punches really And just just got on with it Um, But yeah For me childhood was cool man And Kind of if I could do it again I revisit revisit that
1: And And Culturally because I'm trying to paint a picture of a time period, so that would be probably in the eighties. Yeah, the eighties, yeah. the mid eighties, late eighties, going into yeah. the nineties. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying not to reveal too much in the book because I really do. I'm urging people to buy this book and have it in your house. It's a really good read. But I want to take you back to a time period, Handsworth carnival. Hi. And for those who may not know the significance or what Hansworth Carnival was like in the 80s and 90s, I want you to describe your experience because you've mentioned you mentioned it in the book in the early yeah. days, and, and it brought back memories for me.
0: Yeah, where we lived was in Winston Green, and so we would uh, we would make our way down Park Road, uh, and you could hear could hear the drummings, you know, the steel pans and, you know, you would see other families from here, yeah, from Winston Green walking towards that direction. I remember, you know, um, going there with, with my mum and my siblings or going there with friends and going up, passing the a road, going up towards Grove Lane and just seeing the crowd of people. And when I'm saying crowd of people, it was predominantly Afro-Caribbean. Yeah. Large numbers. You would you would you would have other races there too, but predominantly because it was an Afro-Caribbean celebration, so to speak. And you know, it was just a vibe, it was just good energy. And you know, seeing the floats coming down and you seeing people that you're familiar with waving to you and you know, everyone making their way down. Towards you know, following the floats going down towards Hansworth Park, and then you you know as you get to Hansworth Park, you can hear
1: and
0: just you know uh, there's tents and again there's it's a good vibe. You just see people smiling and you see kids running around, parents and. It was just energies When I think back to Hansworth Carnival it was just like Ah oh, what a beautiful time Of community Good community spirit um, You know And you just spend the whole day Or If they I can't remember Was it two days Definitely it
1: not, Yeah it was normally two days It was two days yeah, is was, it was it? not the early days Yeah It was two days
0: And um, You know it's, it's That's where everyone is That is where Everybody is man You know what I mean It's a lot of red Gold and green Yes, there's a lot of red, gold, and green. There was a lot of um, dreadlocks in berets because there's a lot of you know I mean dreads and rasters at the time, mm. um, and it was just it was it was fun, man. It was fun and it was community, community, good community spirit and you know people saying such as you don't remember me, and, you know I'm mean, just having that that yes. camaraderie. And, yeah, man, good times, man, good times
1: and i mean we'll touch on the community spirit more but if we talk about nowadays mm. do you feel that community spirit has been lost
0: nah, we we ain't like, not like what we had back then that is that is zilch. even if you go into a even if you go into a space where you know you're familiar with people because of you know stuff that's happened over the years within the community that's eroded the harmony and, 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 and intensified the atmosphere amongst us as a community, you, you, you just can't get them levels there. Mm. Back back then we were unified because you know we're descendants of those that came through the Wind Rush and you know post-wind rush, my father's generation, my mum was born here. Yeah. My father came my father came in seventy five with his siblings and a lot of people within the community back then, they're familiar with each other from back home, back in Jamaica. So it's it's they are having their link up, they're catching a vibe, you know what I mean, and then and then and then they're having their children and, and it was a it was a nice energies and the the struggle was the police. The struggle was, you know, the, the government's policies Making us Afro-Caribbeans Disadvantaged in the workplace mm. uh, That was the struggle You know and of course with, with, with the Things that had taken place in the early 80s Between the Afro-Caribbean Community in Birmingham And it resulted in the Hansworth riots in 85 We were together mm. You know I mean, the struggle is All of our struggle and everyone connected that way, um, as today, you know, you know, the struggle seems to be, you know, worrying if my son or my friend's son or the kid that I work with is going to be killed, yes. or going go into drug dealing, or yeah. end up in prison, and you know, and 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 half the times it's at the, not half the times, but many times it's at the hands of our own. Yeah. The struggle's different, so the harmony's different.
1: That is definitely something we'll touch on today Because you said some key bits Which I think comes out in your book mm-hmm. But going back to Carnival and Sound System yeah, yeah. Because when you mentioned the Sound Systems in there It definitely brought back some more memories to me So for those who are listening mm-hmm. Just explain what the Sound System culture Really is, and how? What part did that play in your early days growing
0: up? Okay, so as I I mentioned, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the parents were coming from Jamaica, and sound system is a thing over there because it's community spirit, and it. Someone would, or group of individuals, will get turntable, turntables. They will play um, records. Uh, and, 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 and they will have the microphone, and someone on, will be emceeing, or as they will call it, DJing back then. We're probably not more familiar with emceeing now. Um, and, and there will be, like, a, you know, a group of, of people that are just putting on a performance with records and singing and emceeing to the, to the crowd, to the community. And it, and it will be vibes, and, 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 and that came over here. And it was done a lot of the times through blues parties because we didn't have no community centres where, you know, nightclubs where we could have, you know, dances or clubbing. So um, for us younger youth, we 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 caught onto that and we emulated what was taking place with our elder generation. So we eventually got to a stage where we was putting together our own little sound systems and the parties was at under 18s and that kind of age group and you know if we look at today because the sound system culture is not as as big at all now but you know when you look at the way young people group together and will come up with a group and call it say boy better know or we'll call or pay as you go or um, OFB, it's 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 reflecting the community. It's reflecting currently what's going on. But again, it's a group of young people that's using music to express themselves. Yeah. So back then, for us, it was sound system. That's how we expressed ourselves. Yeah.
1: And you know that innocence in, sense, in mm. those days. I really got the sense from that when reading reading the book that it was community spirit. There was a sense of innocence, yeah, and there was a sense of music, a key factor in, especially in your journey, yeah. When you look at the culture and religion, what was the religion like at the early days in terms of your, you know, your your upbringing? upbringing?
0: Um, Christianity and Rastafari. I I had dreadlocks, Mm. so up until that age of, I think about seven, yeah. so, yeah, it was Rastafari, and then, you know, I remember Saturday school, the church, you know, I don't, I think probably I went a couple of times, but that was more to just link with friends, yeah. Um, but yeah, Christ, Christianity is always, I suppose, being within the Afro-Caribbean community in the 80s, and then, and then Rasta, which to a degree is kind of like the rebellion of oh, of the norm <laughs> at the time <laughs> where you know they felt so alienated and you know but the Bob Marley resonated with them with, with what he was teaching them and um, you know they led towards uh, kind of a pan-Africanism but more towards like idolising Selassie like, so
1: and would you say that Because of the religion Especially in the early days Of you growing up Did you Do you think that they, That played an important part In your grounding Like grounding you And You know Keeping that sense of innocence
0: Not really you know mm, I mean I would have to reflect on it On a deeper level But mm. Off the top of Not really mm. Nah Because You know Um by By 7, 8 That was eradicated From my home Yeah You know Weren't seeing No mm. No um, Rastafari Pictures yeah. On the walls again And the red gold And that all Come come out of my the, 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 the dreadlocks Had gone Yeah So um, And it wasn't really My home I wouldn't say Is a Christian mm. It wasn't a Christian home We just believed in God And that was it Kind of just Just got on with it I think from that point there it was sport, 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 sports 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 and music,
1: did you start? Was it Nietzsche's you start, and then you moved to Winston Green? Yeah. So, what age group was you when you left Nietzsche's and moved over to Seven? It, seven. Yeah. Okay. Seven. And then that you still had the sense of the the, the dynamics of your friends and those who you're um, you know hanging with, because you mentioned it in the book as well. You, you just really mentioned it in regards to knowing the family structure of your friends so you might know their mum, dad, cousins and, yeah. and so on. was that still the same feeling that you had in Winston Green
0: yeah definitely um and so yeah definitely and i think because of the way we was as a community back then okay say for instance now um so so the so blues parties and things like that will make a lot of the community become familiar with each other all right, and then I, I remember Oakland Oaklands, Oakland's and, and, and there was Hansworth Park where it wasn't necessarily carnival, but there will be times where people could go on a Saturday and sound systems would, would, would fling up their tents and play uh, play and entertain, and there will be food cooking, and there will be loads of kids running around, so us kids will become familiar with each other, but the parents were also present as well. Yeah. So then, the parents become familiar with uh, so, such and such his son, and oh, I see you as as you know. Because I remember as a kid, my dad always said, "Yeah, man, me this son, you know? Yeah. always being introduced to different people." So,
1: yeah. And for those that may not know, Oakland's Hansworth Park—they're in close proximity. Close proximity, with yeah. With because other.
0: back back then, Afro Caribbean community had a, I would say, had a stronger presence. Yeah on you know like Soho Road uh, Villa Cross Villa Road LaZar's Road we we definitely had a stronger presence more uh, more of a business yeah. sense you know um yeah. and and Handsworth along with Brixton were the two like I'd say headquarters for those migrating from Jamaica yeah. uh, back in the 60s 70s those were the places where they would tend to land and they would initially stop at, stop with family or friends um, in in those two areas and then from there, yeah. once they grow up, then they would move out. and that, But Hansworth and Brixton, that's why it's the, the 80s, they were so closely tied and very similar uh, feel and atmosphere when, when you would be over in those places.
1: I want to really take the direction now to senior school, because mm-hmm. again I don't want to reveal too much in the book But there's a time period that I had to sit down And um, had a smile on my face okay. In regards to the, the sound tapes <laughs> And changing the tapes and, and I really want you to Provide the listeners With the significance of The sound tapes growing up Because that played a big part Of of my childhood yeah. as well
0: Yeah,
1: Talk about the sound tapes And the sharing and you know the bus ride and talking yeah. about this new track and
0: yeah, I mean you know because back back you know it's, it's it's quite funny when I explain it to my children and they're just you know in the Spotify age. Back then it was all about your cassette tape and getting a cassette tape of say for instance the more formidable sound systems like Stone Love, Kilimanjaro, and you are getting a tape from Jamaica. And it's a recent tape Someone's just come back from Jamaica uh, And says I've got this tape And everybody wants a cut Everyone wants a, to, to to re-record it Onto their cassette tape And you know You'd have a tape You'd have a cassette tape And you'd keep Because reco- you can keep recording over it And it yes. So you'd, you know you, Someone says Oh they've got this This sound clash Where two sounds have gone against each other And no Especially when no one's got it you want to be the first to say, I've got this bodyguard, the silver heart cassette tape. You want to be the first. And it's like, it kind of, yeah, you got that. And like, you, you get that, that status for that little period there. So it's even that little comp- competitive streak amongst each other. Like, yeah, I got this tape and I've got that tape. But then on top of that, you get into here hear the latest in music. Yeah. from over in jamaica who is the new artist what is the latest tunes though. that are that i'm doing the rounds over there because we're, we're we're taking in that a bit late over here isn't it? so mm. the, the cassette tapes were mad important back there <laughs> <laughs> they were crazily important and, and
1: that's something that we really need to document yeah. in terms of um the history of I'd say the community You know In Birmingham Yeah and the Surrounding areas A lot of people From me You know He grew up in the 80s and 90s You all remember Yeah The sound sure. tape, Silver Harkin
0: Yeah man and, and, and you know That was You know We we, 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 know, we know about Michael Jackson And we know about The global stars Yeah But the underground scene yeah. And the scene That resonated And, and to me what, what I could connect to feel. Because, you know, as well, it's like a sense of, you know, with a sense of belonging, you've been, as a child, you've been told, you're from Jamaica, you're from Jamaica, your roots are in Jamaica, your family's in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how you get in touch with your roots. Mm-hmm. It's there cassette tapes there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I, it was a fun, fun period.
1: And talk to me about, because you're interested in sports. Yeah. So talk to me about the sporting side of you and you know where that brought you or how deeply involved in sports were you in in those days well
0: when we moved to winston green my mum put me in what, what, what we would call little league football okay so uh, that was at summerfield park
1: oh Summerfield, because there was one down by um wood lane wood lane off uh, down by hansworth wood yes
0: Street. yeah 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 yes. We so we went. I went to the Summerfield Park one, and um, that's so that's where I got into my football. And around that same time, nineteen eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool. Johnny Johnny Barnes went to Liverpool. And wow! I just like yo, this is my team, and I just I just got deeper into football. And but it wasn't just football because athletics. I remember back then. Like if, if the Olympics was on the TV or the Commonwealth Games, and you see, you know, you um, John Regis, Linford Christie? Linford Christie. You know, remember Ben Johnson and <laughs> Carl Lewis, and we, we 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 would me and my friends after watching them sprints, and we're outside and we're having competitions. Yes. We're racing each other, so see who's the fastest. I remember going off Climbing the big wall In the uh, All Saints The All Saints wall On Lodge Road And we would throw stones To see who can throw The stone The furthest on the pitch yes. So these little things They you know Are fun fun times again Fun times I can't remember winning nothing, you know <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: So I mean I want to take you now To um, touch on the competitive edge Mm-hmm. And that you spoke about and the sound systems yeah and you forming your sound system yeah Blackheat talk to me about setting that up why did you decide to set that up
0: my father was a um a sound man he was um, he was well known within the within Birmingham as a, the mic man um, yeah. he had built up a good reputation plus I had my, my, my uncle as well He's also a sour man And I remember even like Going to the radios, You know Pirate radio stations Where my dad used to play And my uncle Well, sorry,
1: sorry to quote you Again Because you You're mentioning Some Another <laughs> Big Big Thing In Especially in our community What are pirate radio stations?
0: Okay so pirate radio stations Are Radio stations That are, are Technically done illegally um, Gone over the airwaves and, and it would be representing us Afro Caribbean community mm. and, and playing that music that wouldn't get onto mainstream radio, mm. um, and giving people who wouldn't get onto mainstream radio the opportunity to be DJs, opportunities to have conversations and talk about, you know, I mean, things that are pertinent to our community, and that's that's what you know the, the, the pirate radio stations was really about. And I'm trying to think what was. It was PCRL, PCRL Metro, Metro FM, you know, so Metro FM is what my dad was on. So I remember going to the block of flats, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and going to, to Metro Metro radio station. So, you know, the curiosity of that world was high, you know, with me and my friends. Similarly, their fathers were involved in that type of uh, scene we had, you know, a lot of record records and a record player in the homes. And so it, it was kind of a natural transition for me and my my friends to put together. And at the time, there was individuals who had already formed their little sound groups. So I think back to Tyrone Melody yeah. um, and he had his um, Junior Bobbler and then it was bubble and any the young injection, young injection to yeah. ghetto rock. Uh, so Tyrone Melody and his friends, and then you had um, Young Wiley with Young Stone Love and Bonnie G Them and and they, you know, so they they were out. I mean, they predis- they they preceded us um, in forming sound systems. Yeah. And I remember at the time, the, the, you know, there was uh, my friends in school. And, and and in a neighboring area they were forming their sound and again it's just that competitive what are you man are forming we're forming our sound so they um, and I mentioned a little the rivalry in my book um mentioned movements and, and, and Blackheat, yeah. we called ourselves blackheat and so yeah it was me and, and friends from from the area and we, we came together and says let's let's put our sound together You know, and uh, because we used to, we always used to be exchanging sound cassette tapes. We will, you know, when we go to each other's house, if one of our parents got a new record, or so. You know, have you heard this one? And we'll play, and you know, so it it, it was natural for us to come together and 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 do what we did, and save up our school money, our lunch money, our pocket money, and go and buy records.
1: (laughs) And at this point, the innocence is still. There, yeah. that community spirit and the rivalry was there, but it was um, competitive and yeah, fun, it was competitive and friendly. Yeah. yeah. So now we're painting a picture in terms of because there was a a clash that because and I've mentioned this to you before as well. You were involved in this this clash, but I think for somebody myself that was listening to it or hearing about it from the outside, it was quite big news. Yeah. In, in the community. Yeah. So talk about that clash who was involved in that clash and just describe the day and immediately what happened during the sound clash and what happened and then we'll touch on what happened after and for those who are listening explain what a sound clash is as well
0: okay so um as i says you got a group of individuals who someone's playing the record someone's holding the mic and, and, and really an ultimate sound is when you can get the amplifier, the equalizer, the record players, the mixer, the speaker boxes and you actually can not only um, um, play it if the equipment is there but you've got your own equipment. That's the ultimate sound okay and sounds tend to brand their own um, equipment. Uh, and, and of course each sound wants to say this, their equipment and the way they play is better than the other. So you will get two sounds will come together with their equipment and they would go against each other playing different tunes and, um, you know, going back and forth on the microphone. And, and, and so we, as, as what we would call Utman sounds, we didn't really have equipment, to, so to speak. So the elders, you know, a, sound, a well-established sound system, they would have to be hired and they would set up theirs and we would just simply have the mic and be able to use the turntables and, and do our thing and so we had that actual clash um, it was, I feel like it was October the 14th or October the 7th back in 1994 and I remember putting putting together the posters in IT, in school and we put it together, and and the teacher allowed us to print it, and we would just go everywhere and just give out the you know the flyers to to all the different kids and that in the neighboring schools, and just we just wanted everyone to come. And it was at a community center that was well visited within within the area. Um, many many kids will go to that community center anyway, so it was again something of a community spirit. Yes. You know, because We had we had young people Attending from Ladywood Spring Hill Five Ways, Hansworth Winston Green, Hockley was it was well attended yeah. You know, and I think it was a pound, one pound admission <laughs> And um, It was supported by elders within the Community as well So yeah, we, you know, I don't want to Give no more away because it's 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 in the book there's chapter two and chapter three, but um, yeah we 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 had that little battle, <laughs> yeah. and
1: the innocence was still there. Yeah, the community spirit was there. I want to take the Let's,
0: and sorry sorry to sorry to cut you. I just want to add, um, what we will do is we will get records which people are familiar with or artists that people are familiar with. And they will do a specific song mentioning the sound system's name. So, we would have um, an artist that will, in their song, mention Black Eat. So everyone will know that song was made for Blackie, and mm-hmm. And of course, those with the best, what we would call, dog plates, yeah. um, tends to get, you know, the victory. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: People The main details are in the book yeah. And it is a very interesting Chapter Mhm. Because I do feel that That was And this is my observation from the book That was kind of like the start of Where the pathway was Shifting It was moving into a direction The innocence was still there But it was definitely The beginning of the move
0: Yeah And at the time We unfortunately um, Had some young people From the community That lost their lives Mm -hmm. So around that time there That year Specifically um, We started to experience Losing Mm -hmm. Friends Mm -hmm. uh, And and people We we had relationships with And and looked up to Mm -hmm. And over the next I would say 18 months Hearing about So and so's died, that's, it became kind of more regular mm. you know, I had experienced a murder, a death, if, prior to that but I was, I feel too young to understand the gravity of it mm. but I was starting to, it was starting to make sense hearing about this, and still I still don't really understand, but you know it's a bit more serious when you're hearing so and so dead, you know, so yeah
1: The journey now shifts and I want to try and take you to where you feel things started to get a little bit more serious, and talk about that move from glitz Green to Newtown
0: I mean, again, like I says, that, that that period there, we're hearing about, you know, um, we're hearing about deaths. Um, we we are attending, and I say we because a lot of the times I'm with friends and companions, and we're going, we're attending dances, so we're, we're, we're being involved in the nightlife as little as little uh, as, as young youth, but we're attending where the adults are and we're seeing some goings on and some behaviors. And you know, going from Winston Green to Newtown, there's like there's, there, there. To be fair, there's always been an underlying little rivalry with the, with those areas there. Um, so, got, moving over, moving over there, I could see there was a difference in the, there was a difference in how the young people were there to those in like Winston Green, Hansworth, yeah. Ladywood. The dress code was slightly different. The language Just little words Was slightly different Just Just the behaviours Was You know what I mean It was And I will see more Where in Winston Green I had a My bubble Of friends Yes Now I'm trying to network I'm not trying to But naturally As a young person Moving into a a, a new area You're going to network And people are going to be curious Who are you What are you about And what can you bring To their peer group um, so I was seeing more of a, what I'd say, deviance, becoming more familiar with, you know what I mean? Hearing about and knowing more about people being robbed. Yeah. Women's bags being pulled. This was, you know, cars being stolen, seeing young boys driving cars and doing handbrake skids. And this was, I, I was aware of this before. But it was just a bit more in my face yeah when I moved over to to, to Newtown mm. so you know and you you, you kind of have to toughen up your shell because you're in this new environment new area and 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 to a degree you've co- I've, I've come out the bubble and I'm mixing with young people that are a bit more forward yes you have to toughen up now yeah and get with the program and that's that's what I had to do I had to adjust.
1: And to be and we've spoke about this before but I don't want to really get into the reasons why you know you move from Vincent Green to to um, bigger house yeah. <laughs> but from the book and this is why I think right a lot of people can learn from reading this book without giving too much away and um, parents can learn definitely um, young people can learn yeah policymakers can learn if they read, you know, well, once they do read, read this book, and I just want to get a sense of how you coped with that transition. and Bear in mind that you were in your bubble, you had your friends you grew up with who you knew their parents, cousins, there was the community sense. You've moved from that bubble into a new bubble, and there was the undertone of the tension, and the tension wasn't. There In your face at the moment mm. But it was starting to dribble.
0: Yeah And I didn't uh, You know the, In terms of the adults Were really familiar With these adults yes. And you know Who who, So It It, it was Was more alienated mm-hmm. To a degree But young people Gravitate to young people And young people Will be able to network And mm-hmm. You know, so that that's what I did, and you know, a lot of the times I would just walk up to back up to Winston Green, yeah. and make connections. Or I still had, you know, my my family was still in Nietzsche's yeah. cousins, so still go to Nietzsche's yeah. So it was more of a, I was doing more travel, but when you're doing more traveling now, you start to again build up a network because there's gonna be people you meet along the journey, yeah. um. And you're gonna start to know roads more yeah and you're gonna you know see more things on road and become a bit more streetwise so these all of this basically <laughs> helps in my in my transition
1: and i suppose again with the adults on reflection to me the adults play a significant role in diffusing you know situations especially in the 80s and 90s yeah because Whereas, and you spoke about it, that hands with the carnival days where, you know, if you was doing something and somebody's parents saw you, they know your parents anyway, they can say, listen, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell your parents. Whereas you move into Newtown, you don't necessarily know the parents. So mm-hmm. if there's an issue that's happening, the parent can't step in now and no. have that conversation with that parent.
0: Nah.
1: Did you find that sense of, in terms of that kind of like... You, what I'm trying to get at is more the community feeling
0: but it was there was, was that... uh, there were no community feeling for, no. For, for 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 me when I went to Newtown that mm. went Yeah. that you know it's my home yeah and that's it it was just it was just my house
1: talk to me now when life started to really get serious and the interaction now with the criminal justice system started to seep in to your journey,
0: I think within the twelve months of the move, really, um, because within that twelve months, again, people, you know, hearing about, you know, people being shot, actually seeing someone being shot, firing a gun, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they you know, and, and and getting, getting a bit more, you know, involved with with, with, with stuff that, yeah. that 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 would lead to. Um, getting into trouble so yeah
1: and during this time do you feel were you still involved in the music and the sports as much as you were in the
0: the the football really at school to be yeah Mm. more just at school um i had i had an injury that kept cropping up as a kid which initially i was like i'm gonna be a footballer yeah but they the injury kept and it just knocked my confidence. Mm-hmm. So I, I stopped going to go into, you know, in mean playing football on that le- on that level. Um, and then the music we kinda I kind of drifted away from the the like wanting to be involved directly. So yeah. I mean, there was there was a sense of it but even my music taste has started to change as well. Yeah. You know Because the older peer, my older peer group Were introducing me to Ragga Twins You know what I mean J- J- uh, Jungle I mean, So you know Hearing hearing, There's like, Why what, what is this You know And I was also Introduced to Yo MTV Raps Yeah And was You know I mean Becoming a bit more familiar You know Definitely more familiar With the hip hop mm. um, So My music Had um, Tasted Diversified as well Yeah over that period. And I suppose now
1: life is really getting serious. The friction between the different postcodes started to
0: nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say, you know, at that time then um, at that time there the there, there was individuals that had a fight because it weren't really postcodes any you had you had Burger Bar, Burger Bar terrorists and, and Johnson's crew. Which were which were older. Yeah. And um and then you had a younger set that I was more frequenting around from the, the Hansworthy, Winston Green, Ladywood area. Yeah. But I was also frequenting around a younger set that were in the new town, yeah. Aston Lasales area. Yeah. So, you know, but I was more at comfortable with um with the, the the Hansworth ones because they that's childhood, yeah. that's who I'm familiar with, more familiar with, um, and so the the issues I think at the time more than any was Yardies okay, and, and 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 you know individuals from the Caribbean that had come over and are selling drugs and saying they're killers and murderers from back home and they're over here and nobody can't. Look at them this way, and and it was that kind of. They were like seen as the enemy, yeah. Back then, Um, so they were that. That was the that was more of the problem and the issues and frictions was was more with them. Other than that, it was just you know little jostling, positioning, position. You know, young people trying to find their position within the peer groups within the area. But you know, you had individuals that lived in. The right, what what we would call the areas now, which we, it, it turned out to be a particular postcode, but you had those from the Johnsons that were, or, or the ones coming up under them that lived in the rival rival areas, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So it wasn't really a, it wasn't a postcode thing then. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if we fast forward now mm-hmm. to now, the fractions are starting to get formed. Now people are, you know. As you say positioning themselves yeah and now the positions are being formed yeah i want to take you back to your experiences going back home so you're <laughs> to back you know to I mean? just, just to <laughs> see how you navigated because i could imagine how difficult it was in terms of now people are positioned people are starting to be known um but well, yet yeah, you still have to go home
0: yeah i, I you know uh, put it this way i'll tell you once one time, I was because um, by now I had gone to jail, um, and they were, we were, we we were all called yeah. kids from Newtown, kids from, Han- yeah. we all used to talk in jail. A lot of the times, a lot of people would um, be introduced to and build a relationship with, with guys from other areas in in the prisons in in HMYOY Brinsford at the time, so. There's certain guys that I knew from the area But we had kind of gotten more We had built more of a relationship Whilst in prison Fast forward A couple years later And these same individuals Who I was in jail with you last year We haven't really seen each other yeah. And now they see me walking home And are chasing me yeah. trying, trying to get me You know, and I'm, I'm having to get off Okay. And that is like that's that's how it was at times. So I ended up having to go. When I go home, I have my strategic route home. Yes, I'm looking over my shoulder home, and a lot of the times I'm carrying some form of weapon to protect myself. Mm. Um, and and that's 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 how it was. But that's when things started. The friction started. Mm. Prior to that, I kind of felt invincible and didn't really yeah, do or just. I just go home as normal Even when I'm When it's established that I'm part of One particular crew of our crew yeah. It's established um, I didn't have no fears It's after when they um, When an incident had taken place And that's when the kind of fear set in yeah. That I have to be careful when I go home
1: And even when you say You know being part of a crew um, And I think in the book It's it felt like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 crew mentality, you know, that reassurance, you felt safe as as, yeah. as as part of a crew. I want to take you now to just fast forward a little bit. So you've been said that you've been to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been involved in, you know, um, activities. At what point did you start feeling a little bit? you know, fed up or sick of this kind of lifestyle. What, what took for you now to start saying, can't do this no more"?
0: Um, well, a, a situation happened, um, which I want the readers to, to go into the book and, 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 and see, um, something happened to me. And then I, I got, um, a, a period after that, mm-hmm. cause I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and then I got arrested and went to jail. Yeah. And so, Really Jail's a place where It's you, you and four walls it? And you get a lot of time To hear yourself yeah. The voices in your head uh, and, and for you to reflect And at that time I had a girlfriend And I was I was really valuing Her role in my life At the time uh, and, and experience that, that love That teenage love And just being in jail, away from that, and being in jail, you know, knowing that there is definitely more to me than where I'm, where I was currently sitting. Um, I I just started to search, I started to do some soul searching, and start to question myself as to, you know, what, what is it, what is it you want for yourself? Where do you want to end up? And and I think that's where the seeds started to grow off Change for me
1: again. Not to reveal too much from the book, but the experience of the first spiritual calling, mm-hmm. that first feeling. How did you cope with that? Or
0: I've always, you know, thought, why am I here? What, what what happens when we die? Because you know, in in where we're coming from, the ends, there's always it seems to be someone's died. And, and that, that, that was going on from When I was 14 Just you know Someone in my age group's dead And it just And it was just always A reoccurring Like someone's just dead Like someone's been Knocked over Someone's in a car crash Someone's been stabbed Someone's been shot Just different things Have happened And it's like What happens when we die? And I used to just keep it. So when I was um, When I was in a In a, in a, in a down Predicament I got to pick up the Quran and Start to you know investigate yeah. Prior to that I had been Investigating through the Bible yeah. You know it, intermittently I would Pick up the Bible and but it never Made sense and Resonated with me as such so I couldn't Really I couldn't find my Answers that I was looking for yeah. But when, when I was You know 19 That's when I said oh This is You know and there's a there's a prophet that's always like um um from from childhood has always just like fascinated me and it's prophet Abraham. It's always fascinated me. And so when I was reading the Quran and I'm looking what it's saying about the prophet Abraham, I'm like, oh and you know what I mean? So it just it just triggered some real curiosities for me and and, and for me it was like that this is making sense yo. And started to, to to investigate more with it.
1: So now we are at the stage where the spiritual calling has started to enter your journey. Mm-hmm. And from my interpretation, it, it seems like now you're on a conflicting path mm-hmm. pathway, whereas you've got this, you, you, you know, your group of, of of people who you're associated with. Who yeah. Do, You know, feel like family, safe, got my back. Yeah. But now you've got another path that you're walking down.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: see these paths as being parallel. Yeah. Right. You're walking down them parallel. Talk to me about how you was feeling in terms of, okay, I know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But breaking away from that is not as easy as I thought it would be. Yeah. But this calling is so strong. I can't let that go. How was that journey
0: I think the The calling It was more louder When I was vulnerable Okay in The vulnerable stages When you're out there In the field We call it in the field You kind of have to Switch off the calling Or try to turn it down yeah. Because Your conscience won't allow you to To do what you need to do To make money And survive Yeah So you, you switch it You mute it a bit Although it's in the back of my head so I, I know But I can't deal with this right now And and, and I'm just I move forward with The things that Basically were bringing me Closer and closer to destruction yeah. um, And I remember listen, I remember Being in the crack house Me And, and a good friend and, and looking out that window There were days where My friend Who I'd known from Little League Had turned Muslim okay. And he was a practicing Muslim and he used to ride past So I would shout him When I could catch him And then I'd go out there And I was talking to him And he would like, he'd, he'd, he'd give me some You know what I mean Knowledge Drop some wisdom to me And I remember one time Being in being in the crack house And going back in After speaking to him and, 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 and going Looking in the lookout room And being with another friend And I'm like Yo I'm going to turn Muslim one day He's like yo me too I was like huh? He's like, yeah, I'm looking to get married. And I remember having that deep conversation. And <laughs> on the outside, for those outside, I think both of us, our reputations was like, you wouldn't have thought we talk, we think and talk like this. Yes. He's serving a life sentence now. Mm-hmm. He didn't get married, kids haven't come. So I'm very fortunate because I always think back to that and I have to put my, you know what I mean? When, When my head's in a certain place I have to remind myself You're very fortunate tonight eh?" Yeah You know You got to see it out Um, And so yeah man You know It was It was difficult Because Deep down I know There's a particular way I want to go But How how do you even go down that route Like Who's been down that route I don't even know anyone That's been down that route Except for the, 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 The guy who I used to see On the bike Yeah you know and eventually he would he would kind of give me a little direction but i'm I'm, I'm trying to stay alive because it was that intense uh i'm trying to make some money and i'm trying to keep up a reputation which i had built up for myself
1: yeah and what stage do you feel was the time where really enough was enough that's it i'm going straight to follow the calling my, my spiritual calling I'm leaving that all behind. Start working, trying to live straight, and um, also talk to me about how you spoke, like shared that with family and friends, because at that point you may have mentioned it to people a number of times.
0: Yeah, because when I was in jail is when uh, when I was 19 and I was in jail, and I had uh, people had started to hear that I've turned Muslim, and I remember. Young young books that looked up to me were writing me like yo is it like you know and they they was curious and yeah but I didn't know like I didn't understand really the like I believed in I believed in Allah I believe in Allah and I believe in that there's a prophet Muhammad and prophet you know and etc so I believe in this but I don't know. So I got no real answers for myself, never mind anyone else. Yeah. Um and then and then again, a vulnerable position where I ha- I can hear myself think. Because I was living fast and it was intense. I'm I'm talking like, you know, you really have to keep looking over your head, over your shoulders, or you, you your melon's gone, you know. Um And my name was ringing in the streets at the time. My name was ringing, ringing for stuff I hadn't, I hadn't been involved in. But because I had gained that notoriety and reputation, it'd be like when you, uh, when you get to a particular uh, position within, within that world, it's like, yeah, 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 it was Tanira and them. Yeah. Tanaya wasn't there But Tanaya and them It just means it's them lot, But the name Because that's the first name That's coming Off the tongues Mm -hmm. And so it got to that stage So it was It was intense man And again You can't really Hear yourself thinking Because you're Constantly on the go And and then it got to the stage Where I'm sitting in a police cell And I can hear myself thinking Okay And I'm saying Yo my guy, your time's running out. What are you going to do? And I dropped on my knees and I prayed. Yeah. And I came out that cell and I started making the phone calls. I'm out. No. I'm out. I'm out. And yeah, it was literally, I'm out. But still got rivals yes. that would like to see me in the grave. They ain't stopping. I got a bunch of guys that I've I've been motivating and and and, and 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 Being amongst The leaders Towards a conflict Yeah And now I'm just Suddenly stepping out Huh Nah bro So I have to deal With that element Police are on my case So it's like Those three dynamics there I gotta deal with them And I'm still in Newtown It's like I, I, So I'm walking with I'm walking with Bible, Quran And gone Okay bible quran and gone and there's like real true stories i'm sitting on the steps in 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 city center library reading quran reading bible comparing stories of prophets trying to get a sense of and gone and i didn't know which way to turn yeah but i'm on a prayer thing, and um and thankfully yeah man the right people came into my life and (laughs) At that time as well I got I, I, my first flat Okay, okay. <laughs> Come through up in Spark Hill So that mm-hmm. took me straight from there And positioned me up Over in Spark Hill mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. like You get long me long. So yeah. all these things These These these, um, these pieces started to, to Get put in place That put me out of that state now I'm able to think I'm able to breathe And I'm able to To start to make some changes And um, I remember Seeing a girl Who I was messing with Like Last month And this month she sees me getting on the bus in a gown Yeah, I remember I can't ever forget the look When I picked her up I was in a supercar My name's ringing And now I'm getting on the bus in a gown She looked at me like Huh? This ain't making sense and I remember just looking. I never forget the way she looked at me, like, and I never said a word to her, and she never said a word to me.
1: And that just shows, probably at that stage, the calling was so strong, you couldn't ignore it, mm. and it was stronger than the safety and the family feeling that you got from the crew. Yeah. And I think for anyone listening, especially you know the younger generation that may be in a similar situation. Is to find that energy because that must have been difficult because that's a peer pressure that is now. Is that, that you saw this person I was in a supercar before? It would be easy for you to say, Forget this religion, let me just go back to there, yeah. But you stayed on the path, yeah, and continue trotting forward, yeah. I want to take you now, and, and this is something I was in two minds of um taking you down this road, but I do feel. I don't want to give too much away, but I do feel that this was another significant part in your journey in terms of the direction of travel, where you mentioned you made those phone calls now and you've got to a place where this is it now, I know I've said it many times before but this is it, I'm definitely changing and you was excited, you made a series of phone calls, something happened with one of those phone calls. Again I don't want to dive too deep into it because I really want people to read the book and, and get this sense. But one of the phone calls you made, you didn't get the response that you that anyone would be expecting to be honest. How did you cope with that?
0: Oh no, yours. You're, you're refer- referencing a, period, a phone call I made when I was in jail. When you was in jail. Yeah. And So that the that, that that is. Uh, saying
1: it like this because I really want people to read the book. And yeah. And, yeah. And come to their own because that infused some emotions in me.
0: Yeah. When I, I basically I, I lost somebody who I, I, I love and cared for, um, and I lost them um, when I was in jail, and um, that was that was a mad. It's a mad period, you know. Um I I'll be as as upfront to say my digestive system hasn't been the same. And that that that's a um I remember listening to uh, uh is it Earl Nightingale or one of them where they mention about good thoughts mm. think good thoughts because bad thoughts can affect your stomach, your okay. bowels. Yeah. During that period there, I remember after experiencing some health issues and to this day you know i mean like i can't i can't have certain things Mm -hmm. it will have it will clog me up or or send me to the toilet on, on a more regular basis so you know that was and and this is something i always try to when i go into schools explain to young people when you go to jail you do not know just like we're in the community we do not know when someone's gonna die so when you go to jail don't think that it's impossible for you to not make a phone call to speak to your loved ones and realize someone's gone that you care for, yes. and they're gone, and you can't go to no funeral and and, and that's it, they' just they're, they're gone, and every time I went to jail, someone passed away, but it was people that weren't so close. It was you know I mean friends, peer group, but it wasn't, but this was someone closer. Um, and 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 it was it was tough because because yeah, cause I, was, cause I, yeah uh, I, mem- I remember just breaking down man just yeah. yeah
1: and that in itself can derail people from the path and you could have easily said well what's this all about and come out with vengeance and you know but how did you manage to remain within your faith and stick to your plan? Coming out and saying I'm changing
0: It's um, The title of the book After Hardship Comes Is I've, I've taken that from An understanding of a number Of verses in the, in the Quran Where um, Allah Teaches us that we will go through Difficulties and he, he, he puts us through Difficulties to test Who has faith in him to who Hasn't um, You know and, and, and so For me I have to understand that unfortunately for us with life comes death yeah. um but the creator's always there and the creators who we're going to return back to so gotta be patient and and you know I, my life has shown me that patience uh, persevering and persevering and just remembering that the ease is going to come yes. even if you look at what's taking place in unfortunately for the for our people in in um, in certain parts of Africa, in 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 um, Palestine, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, all, you know all these different places where people are going through real difficult times. Even down to closer to home, some of the people who are homeless, you know, going through domestic abuse and sexual abuse in the homes, they're going through a really torrid time. But then a window comes where it, it eases up, yeah, and they get that ease. And then the difficulty is gonna come again, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter whether you're rich and famous, or you you got nothing and you're out on the streets. We all go through a form of difficulty, yeah. and then ease, difficulty, and then mm-hmm. ease. And I understand that's how life is. Yeah. So whilst, in, whilst whilst inside and what's going through that, mm-hmm. I, I I I recognized it and implemented yo. You have to just, you have to, you have to man up me. You have to, you know, what I mean, mm. tighten up the boots and Tread forward, man.
1: I mean, I could speak to you all day because I'm truly inspired in regards to the journey and where you are now today. Thank especially you, especially with the book. And um, it couldn't have been easy writing the book, getting it published, and all the legalities behind it. And you know, so congratulations, thank to you, you. thank you. If you were to reflect back now on the whole journey that we've we've spoke about, because there's definitely been ups and downs Mm -hmm. and it was an interesting journey. If you were to really reflect on that now and look at, you know, where you're sitting, you know, a nice studio, nice building. um, You showed us around again and, you know, the, you know, the food bank that you, You know, it's part of the the services providing your business that you've started. Mm -hmm. Could you ever have imagined sitting here around, you know, all this?
0: I'll be honest, um, if I go right back to my childhood, uh, well, well, my younger days and running around on the roads, then no, (laughs) (laughs) no. Um, But most definitely where I've decided to go on this journey I've, I've got to At this stage See everything out That I Imagined in my head Yes And wanted to To, to, to happen Thank God It's all come to fruition um, But on But when I go back to the Days when I was on road Man My head was so Elsewhere And Delusions of grandeur I would say yeah. Would definitely be at play Yeah And And also Lack of self-belief And self-confidence yeah. That actually You know Because We know right from wrong Yeah And, and you know You mentioned uh, Before we started recording You know if a, if a young person is bad It's because of circumstances That's led them towards that yeah. Most people know right from wrong Yeah And it's circumstances That kind of shape And whether Whether um, People Um say it's excusable or not it is it is certain certain events that lead people to go in down particular paths and end up doing particular things that they do yeah and uh, I, I i think for myself what i'm trying to do now is instill what i didn't have which is i i had it you know but it wasn't as clear to me and it probably wasn't i wasn't hearing it from the people i wanted to hear it from the encouragement that I can do whatever I want. I can achieve whatever it is. I can put my mind to it and move forward. And probably the the people that I needed to hear it from, yeah. I probably did. But I just want to be that additional person for young people now. Yeah. And to show them so many examples, because we're in a time now where young people have got way more opportunities than we had in yes. our time. Uh, and, and, and I want to show them these different opportunities and and make them aware that each and every one of them they can take it yes and they can be that if they want it's them that's stopping themselves yeah you know what I mean so yeah man I I feel very fortunate to be where I'm at now
1: and if you had the opportunity to speak to a younger you Mm mhm what advice would you give to you
0: I get this one all the time and um it (laughs) varies each time I answer but uh Tanaya, you gotta you gotta believe you, you you you've gotta follow the voice in your head and believe in you. Yeah. Cause the voice in the head is saying, nah nah nah, yo leave, leave now man. Get off. Yeah. Nah, you know what? Don't go with them, man. Nah, don't go there. Don't go in that room. Nah. So the voice is there and the, you know that that conscience is telling and having the confidence to know that, okay, if I don't do that, things will work out. Because I didn't have the... I don't think I had confidence like that. I really don't. And so at certain times I did things to help someone give me that validation for me to feel like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, you gotta... And you you see the difference with those young people who have confidence in themselves and the directions they take to the young people that don't. I can tell just by meeting your young people okay i can see what your issues are to what you're so confidence in yourself um and i i would be telling myself to don't be afraid to believe in those imaginative thoughts that i've got i had a belief no i had a thought when i was when i was 18 i wanted to set up a taxi rank i to set up a taxi rank and bring different taxis because I could see there was a market, because everyone was jumping in taxes, I could see there was a market for it. But I just quickly moved that out of my head. I was like, nah, I can't do that. No, I could have. Yes, I can. You yeah. know what I mean? But I didn't. Nah. Yeah. You know, so when you think of the person who created the mobile phone, the first mobile phone, that was, it's just a thought. Yeah. That's what it is. And Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak with the Apple, it's just a thought. The Elon Musk with Tesla, it's just a thought. So all these things are, it's just thoughts and someone following through. You know what I mean? So we see podcasts today are a great means of communication and sharing information and knowledge. But it started as a thought. Yeah. You know, and now through podcasts, people are being inspired and motivated and can actually make life-changing moves now. So it's it's all about following that little imagination and, 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 and running through running through with it.
1: And you have a business now. Yeah. Um talk to me before we end. Um what are you involved in and what services do you
0: Okay. So I had actually a, a thought <laughs> when I was in, in jail that I want to help I wanted this is this is how I was thinking, I wanna help man them in jail, I wanna help the prisoners okay. and those who come out of prison and I wanna help young people not go to prison. That was my thought. And gradually I start to put together, gain information, um, gain, gain experience. And I've, I've founded TSA sports and education, CIC and TSA projects as non-profit organizations that do exactly that. Uh, And and so we support those who come out of prison. Uh, we, We support them on their journey of desistance through mentoring and giving, um, opportunities via our sporting programmes mm-hmm. which eventually can lead to employment. Uh, we offer programmes in secondary schools and, 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 and moving forward are uh, also going to be working in primary schools for Year 5s and Year 6s. Um, we deliver sporting programmes in schools and in the community. We offer mentoring, working with children's services, youth offending services. Worked with probation, worked with various um, um, organisations in, in across across the country, and um, I, I, I'm I like talking. i being fortunate through through um, you know speaking about my journey to uh, being brought to Guyana, Barbados, um, Northern Ireland, and, and 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 again do my works over there. So. In a nutshell and then we've got this building where we're at where we have a studio a recording studio we've got um, the instruments the guitars the drums the keyboards we've got a DJ booth um, where young people can learn to to mix and do the DJing uh, we've got a function room uh, which is just shy of a sports hall we've got a, a, a kitchen which can be considered as a commercial kitchen we've got a playroom for toddlers, um, we've got a um, computer room for web designs, app building, we've got an editing suite with IMAX, we've got a green screen room um, where young people can um, make videos and do photography and change the background, we've got um, a youth room with PlayStation's uh, just got the PlayStation 5 so the kids are going to be nice when we get back uh, from the holidays but um, a computer room pool table we've got table tennis tables we run a sports club during COVID we've been running a sports club uh, table tennis we've got a 14 and a half metre climbing wall so that's been going on as well Mm -hmm. and we're just busy with it yo Yeah, we're just busy with it
1: and if anyone wanted to get in contact with you or no doubt there may be Listeners out there that are Maybe going through similar situations Or parents who are at a loose end um, Is there any way that they can contact you Or yeah, any services yeah. that you can direct them to In terms of if they need support
0: So in terms of services At TSA Projects UK That's on Twitter That's on Instagram And then um, and Facebook, LinkedIn uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tanaya Sam, and um, I'm there to support. Mm-hmm. And, and I, 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 I like to say to, to parents or to practitioners, even if it's just advice. I'm not somebody who says, "Oh well, for you know, for giving you advice, my fee is blah blah." I'm not interested in that. This is about lives, um, and I've been and seen lives being destroyed off the back of what many of our young people are facing today so feel free to make contact and i will i will give you my honest feedback and where i can support and help I, I i will and where i can direct you i will
1: and if anyone wanted to purchase the book again i have to keep pushing this out there the book is very important i think policy can learn um, from that book mm-hmm. and parents and children yep. you know young adults pick up the book and read it you will all take something different from that book but where can people purchase a book if they
0: okay so the book's called after hardship comes ease and you can get it from a signed copy from www.tanaya.sam.com, t-a-n-a-y-a-h-s-a-m.com or you can get it from amazon and it's also available on kindle and in the in the in the next coming weeks, it will be available on audio, okay. and that will be on uh, most platforms. To be fair.
1: Okay. Well, Tanaya, thank you. For thank you very much. Inviting us to your wonderful establishment, <laughs> I definitely would like to. In the near future, I think there's another conversation here in terms of because we've gone through the journey. Yeah. In terms of what you're involved in. Especially when the audiobook comes out for and, sure. and um, some of the future projects.
0: Yeah, we've got, um, we've, we've got a lot coming. Yeah. We've got a lot coming. Okay.
1: Is there any plans for any future books?
0: Yes. The Journey of Desistence. Okay. We're going to make it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll definitely be back yeah. up here. So people, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed and I hope you definitely take something from this discussion. Peace. We'll you